often because of unskillful habit patterns of our mind or because we haven't developed the ability to be particularly focused because there's so much other stimulation that takes us away from things. Most of the time our awareness is muffled. We're not reading a lot of information that we could be reading that would be beneficial to us. Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast with your hosts, James Marshall and Liam McRae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Some of the problems that occur with muffled awareness is that you miss important cues, right? So I, I see this all the time when I go out and I coach coach men in field and I put microphones on them and I listen into their conversations because they're, they're, their focus is narrow they're, they're, and it's scared uh, or, it's, or it's, it's elevated, it's um, reactive and they're, they're in this stressful situation and they're looking at the girl and they, they ask a question and she's answering and while she's answering they're, they're stressfully thinking uh, what do I say next to keep this going for example. What this does is it misses, it, it means that you will miss certain cues because if I uh, you know, say what are you doing today and she says oh, I'm just chilling in a way that suggests that to me, when I read the cues, that okay, I've got a bit of time here, she seems fine in this situation, uh, I can adjust and calibrate here, which is one of the, which is the, let's say, this is the outcome or the, or the utility of external awareness. Like okay, if I'm externally aware, what does that do for me? It allows me to calibrate. And calibration essentially is the art form of seduction. Right, because if, if I have a script, the reason why scripted game doesn't really work is because it relies on things happening in a predictable manner. But they don't, or, or almost never do they happen in a predictable manner. The artistry of seduction comes in from it being this you know, casual game of ping pong where we're not exactly sure what angle the ball's gonna come back at, at us. Hopefully it's gonna come back. Sometimes you, you just bat it off and it's gone. And you're like, oh, that's the end of the game. But if it comes back, which angle, what speed, uh, you know, what spin will be on the ball, we don't really know that. And so I can't prepare six different or 1,000 different bat strokes to be prepared for this. What I can do is understand the principles of movement, understand the principles of angles, right, of force. I can, I can observe the way the person is moving and, and then start making assumptions or guesses about what they might be able to, what they might do. But then I need to be able to adjust on the fly to deal with all of the many unexpected things that will definitely happen. So... This means that when I am more and more externally aware, I'm more able to read cues, I'm more able to read the environment, I'm more able to read the person in front of me. This means I'm better able to adjust, shift, and calibrate to the needs of the mo moment. All right, so this is why this skill of external awareness is paramount. Internal, external, as I said before, they are more or less arbitrary divisions. Let's say overall awareness, this is why it is the foundation. This is why you can't have any of the other principles without it. I can't be emotionally intuitive. I can't understand how to apply and release pressure. I can't effectively pull the trigger at the right time in the right way. If I'm not aware of myself, the other, the combination between the two of us and any other things in the external environment which affect this. That's quite a lot of information to need to be able to read. I don't have to read all of it all the time. And we, and we of course, we have filters. That, that's, you know, there's some people who have severe mental disorders are not able to filter information. It's just that all of it's coming in and screaming at the same level and that drives you mad. So of course our minds delete, distort, ignore all sorts of things and fill in blanks too. You know, If I look at the corner of a chair I don't need to look at all of it for my mind to go yeah that's a chair. 
Right? I don't need to construct every single piece of it every time. Our minds are, are kind of mapping and recreating things like some kind of video game as, as you move along, filling in blanks, deleting stuff, ignoring. You don't look at every single car that goes past you, but if you decide you're going to look for you know, red cars today, suddenly they'll, they'll pop out and then all the others will just be a blur and then you'll, you'll that focus dictates that, all right, I want this focus to be on red cars now. Then your mind goes, all right, cool, we'll, we'll notice that information. And then if you forget about that, they all just become noisy things that pass, pop, pass by. So this utility of awareness, the ability to read and adjust to the needs of the moment is vitally, vitally important. So this brings us to the other quality of awareness, immersive awareness. So whereas muffled, is missing information or it's focusing too much in on one specific piece of information, right? So I'm listening too carefully to the things she says and not observing the way she says it, for example, right? or I'm focusing too much on my thoughts, what it is that I want to say or think that I should say without noticing that she's getting bored and I need to deal with that. Or, you know, like I'm, I'm on a date and noticing that she's twiddling her hair and licking her lips and, and saying, oh, you know, it's getting late and I'm thinking, all right, what's the next conversation topic I want to start without reading the cue that she's like, dude, well, I'm done with the conversation. I want to get to the action part of the date. So uh, you, need to make, you need to make the pulling of the trigger happen pretty soon because otherwise I'm going to take a cab home and masturbate. And that's not going to be good for any of us except for me who's masturbating. You have to be able to read a more expansive view of what's happening. And this is where I look at this concept of immersive awareness. Think of it like you're a tracker, right? like a hunter. Right, so I, I like to think of this like an owl. Right, so an owl, if it's hunting at night, this is something that is f an organism that is fully adapted and immersed in its environment. Huge eyes for reading as much information as it can in low light situations. Amazing hearing, right? Sense of smell. And it's reading all of these different aspects of the environment simultaneously. And it has an objective as well, right? So it's not just like a tree, you could say a tree or, or, or a monk awareness, where you may have an immersive awareness in the environment, but it's, it's, it's more or less settled and accepting. It doesn't need to do anything. And this is, this is a quality of awareness that we want to exhibit as well, right? but at different times. Because if I just settle into that style of awareness, then I'm not really ready for action. I'm not actually alert. And I, I had this experience, I used to do this when I would go into clubs in the early days. I was stressed out by clubs, I didn't like being there and I had tools. So my tools were meditation. So I thought, well, when I go into, before I go into the club, I'll meditate. So I would sit and meditate for half an hour, an hour before I went out at night. And then I'd be pretty mellow. I'd be, I would be lowering my heart rate. I'd be feeling not stressed. And then I'd go into the environment and then the stimulus would start to activate me. And so then I would essentially stand there or sit there and with a nice posture and then meditate with the aim that I would not be affected by the environment. I'd, I would not be thrown off by it. Now this had kind of an interesting experience and I would suggest trying that. This will be one of the drills. Go into public spaces or into social spaces and meditate as an experiment to see what effect that has on you. The effect it will probably have is that you feel settled and okay about just being in the environment. That's good. That's an effective tool. However, sometimes that's too immersive in, in, my, in, in the internal direction. And that, that was my experience. I would be settled and I would be relaxed I wasn't all stressed out about the shiny lights and the pretty girls, but I wasn't really ready for action. It was hard for me then to reach out and speak to a girl who was in a highly elevated, excitable state and have a good connection with her. And I would try, I would go over and speak to the girl and like I'd be like this, you know, weird Zen monk in the club. 
speaking softly and slowly and in this very calm way and, and trying to make an interaction. And it was glitchy because the girl's like, what, I'm here to party and have fun and who's this dude who's like slowly, weirdly talking to me in a club? Didn't really make sense to her, so therefore the interactions would disconnect. So again, this is where I'm looking at the qualities of awareness here. This is the, this is like the, the bigger takeaway from this video is to understand there's not just internal, I'm sitting meditating and external, I'm observing things. There's this, there's this sliding spectrum of where is my, where is my awareness and what, and what is the effect that different, different types or different qualities of awareness have. In that situation, a social situation, I wanna be immersed, but I don't wanna just be immersed in this, in this bubble, right? I wanna be immersed in the extremities, right? So the interface, the, the edge of my body, Right, the fingertips, the toes, my cock and balls, my, the surface of my skin. And I want that to permeate out into the external environment. Now, at first you might be thinking, well, that doesn't make sense. That's not possible. I can't feel things that are not me. Right, so I, I, I mean, I can't feel the, this camera in front of me. I can't feel the cameraman. I can't feel the lights. Those things are separated. I can walk over and if I touch them, okay, now I'm interacting. Now they affect me because they're, they're, they're um, putting pressure on my, you know, my senses. But right now that's an imagination. Is it? It's, I don't think that that's necessarily 100% objectively true. I think that we can feel things that are outside our body. And we know we can because we can feel temperature, right? So the, the temperature that's over there is affecting me over here, okay? We can feel emotions, right? If somebody stares at us fiercely and angrily, that, that is, they're over there, they're not touching me, but the way that they look at me, I'm, something's being transmitted, yeah? And the same is if you're with a pretty girl and you say hi and she smiles and lights up, I've transmitted something to her, something across this void of space has been transmitted. The sound waves that I've started have affected her, right? The, the physical presence of me has been transmitted into her eyes and interpreted. Right, so there, and there, on deeper levels, why not assume that there is some kind of energy exchange? Because when we break ourselves down, what are we? Like, are we made of like these solid permanent structures that exist separated from all others for a time, for all eternity? No, we're atoms vibrating, right? We're a collection of, of uh, you know, molecules and particles that are, that are currently holding together, but they don't hold together forever, and bits of them are flaking off you all the time. Yeah, there's skin and hair and snot and things coming off you all the time, and is that piece of hair on the ground you or not you anymore? And these are kind of deeper philosophical questions, but for the purpose of connecting with people, it's better to assume that I can feel somebody, and then to operate from that position and see if, if the subjective experience is that you can. And I know for myself, that I've had many times in my life where I've felt a connection in the sense that I, I, I feel like I am this person or I am part of them or they're part of me or I'm with them. And I've had other times where I feel totally disconnected, like I'm just a cardboard cutout that doesn't really even fit into this stage that I've been placed upon. Ideally, as a seductive man, as a man who is a connector, as a man who wishes to be at ease with himself and with the world, then you wanna have a sense that you are not disconnected, that you are in flow uh, and in flux and connected with other people. And this is the type of immersive experience that I'm talking about. Right? Think, think of you settling into warm water and that you are swimming through life. 
and that the, the, the water is part of you and you're part of it. Okay, so when you walk into the club or the, the social scenario of any situation, as I've said before, deeply immersing yourself just in your own experience will not help you so well to connect. It, it, will, it will do things to you that you should experiment with. I, I have the ability to go deeper inside and move to the surface and then move out and move into the other person and, and, and cycle between these different levels of focus. They will have different effects. But mostly when you're going to be in the social scenario, you want your, your awareness to be out in the world. And this is where this owl-like or tracker or hunter kind of awareness comes into play. And I've done this kind of experiments or, or training with different coaches and shamans in the natural world where you will sit or stand or just be in nature and allow yourself to become fascinated with things that are happening around you. To stare at a tree for an hour, just one tree and start to really get in tune with this tree and to notice it coming out of the rest of the forest as, as something that, that has a lot to teach you. To, to see that all of the colors and the shades and the way that it's grown and uh, the way that the elements have affected it, the organisms that are existing on it, the, you know, the flowers, the fruits, the bark, all of these things that you don't notice when you're just like, tree, 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 there's another tree. Same thing if I'm looking at a human being in front of me. I can have a muffled, a distracted awareness of, okay, there's a hot girl, she has hair and tits and you know, a face that I think I like and that's it. You know? Or I notice she has a blue belt. Right, so this is a fairly limited observation of the human being in front of me. It's like, okay, it's a mannequin in front of me and it has certain colors and shapes to it. That's, that's not understanding much of her human experience, is it? Because behind those basic superficial elements is a whole human experiencing the world, the, the entire world exists inside that person in, as it does with you. Like everything that she's experiencing, and, and at that same time, she's experiencing the same environment, but she's experiencing it in a totally different way. Right, so this is fascinating. And one of the keys that I'll, I'll talk about later is that curiosity is, is the cornerstone of the seductive man. If I'm not curious about other people or about women in general, then they can feel that. And everyone wants somebody to feel curious about them. You want that. That's really why you want to learn this rather than going to prostitutes once a week to get your rocks off and then get on with the rest of your life. Because that does not allow for another human to be fascinated in you, to find things about you that they like, to feel a need to be with you, to feel respect and love and intimacy and all of those things that we are all craving and seeking all the time if we don't have them. Thanks so much for listening to the Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The Natural TV. See you on the next episode.